Hi, and welcome to the first episode of The Delivery Pod. I'm Kevin Savage. I'm Nicholas Marquard. And before we start, don't forget to hit the follow and subscribe button. We don't want you to miss anything. Today, and in the next seven episodes, Kevin and I are going to break down the evolving world of last mile logistics, especially in cities. I think to most people, um, last mile logistics is just a package that shows up on your doorstep when really, before it gets there, it goes through a long and, and complex journey. And um, the nature and the, the cost and the length of that journey is, is changing drastically these days. And so Kevin, from his vantage point on his side of the industry and, and myself on, on mine, are going to break down the, the key factors um, that are changing that world um, and, and the key outcomes that we expect today. Thanks, Nicholas. I think, um, yeah, let's, we've, we've broken this down into eight, eight episodes. Those eight episodes are going to go into detail, and we'll, we'll touch on those a little bit later. Um, but we'll look at it from all sides of the spectrum. Um, as you say, you come from a different field than I come from. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we've got two here, but we've got some great guests to come on. So I'm really looking forward to talking to them. Yeah, it's going to be great. Maybe um, we can start off with some intros so, yep. so the, the listeners know who, who they're listening to. Um, my name is Nicholas Marquard, and I, I'm, I'm head of strategy at, at Zumo. Zumo is a, a provider of light electric vehicles for commercial purposes. And so um, when, when people hear about micromobility providers, they often think about the, the shared players like a, like a bird or a lime, or they'll think about um, uh, bike subscription services like SwapFits and, and Dance. Um, that the kind of guiding vision at, at Zumo is that we're focused on urban logistic miles. And so the thinking is that with alongside our vehicles, we also, also offer maintenance and software and financing. And this all bundles into this um, product that we call our, our bike as a service subscription. And so, you know, last mile logistics is notoriously the most difficult part of, of the chain, um, the most expensive part of the chain. I think it's 54% of, uh, of cost normally. And Zumo's goal is to is to fundamentally break that and, and make it inherently more efficient. Great, thanks for that. Um, well, I'm Kevin Savage. I'm the COO at uh, Delivery Mates. Um, so I, I'm trained in in logistics and supply chain. So nothing as glamorous as the uh, as the bike world, but uh, just uh, truck sheds, lots of different sectors. Um, but more recently, I've worried about. Uh, last mile logistics so the last 10 years is recent mm-hmm. uh, not in your world but in my <laughs> world is, uh, last 10 years is recent and um, I've really focused around that last mile logistics so I've been with uh, delivery mates for a couple of years now led the strategy in terms of making it s- sustainable logistics mm-hmm. um, and that is a number of focuses really one is moving away from the ice vehicles into combustion engine vehicles into electric um, and we've got some big ambitions to to move ourselves fully away from there by 2024 so that's uh, that's the strategy I've been working on um, the company refocused in 2020 on this it just said things are changing um, and it was right at the forefront so it had done it it actually opened I think is I think because I don't have the proof <laughs> I think is the first micro hub okay. in London um, that's a big claim it's a big claim mm. and, and listeners tell me if I'm wrong um, but you know we've we did that and when it was successful that's what's changed the strategy that's what said we need to change the world is changing how can we change um, and that's that's where sustainable logistics came from 
great. It's been great to have your kind of contrasting experience between these logistics giants and, and how they worked historically compared to, you know, newer, nimble players in cities these days. So um, the structure of this podcast is going to be around three core forces at play that, that Kevin and I think are the, the distinct forces that are changing delivery in the urban space these days. And so um, we're going to spend a number of the next episodes going through these in more detail, but just to um, kind of whet the appetite and discuss them a little bit up front, these three forces are the accelerating world of, of e-commerce and the, the number of packages that we're receiving on a daily basis, um, the nature of our changing cities um, and what, what municipalities and, and governments are doing there, um, what it actually means for companies that are operating in that space. And lastly is the, the evolving world of, of consumer demand and um, you know what we expect today versus what we expected five years ago and just how fast that's changing. And so um, do you want to tackle or at least start discussing the first two? And I, um, I, I can do number three. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll do the first one. And the first one in terms of volumes is, is yeah. really interesting. So uh, when you look at volumes on a daily basis, 21 is when the last data came out. Mm. Average in the UK is 11 million packages delivered every single day. Per day. Per day. <laughs> so it's 11 million. It's just a big number. It's lots of zeros. But it's yeah. a, a significant. Every package is somebody's order. Yeah. Um, and that's, that will come on to in a minute on customers. But that's in terms of growth. And the growth is been accelerated by COVID. Yeah. Everybody knows it's been accelerated by COVID. Yeah. Um, the fact that it grew in 21 by 47%. Mm-hmm. Um, nearly half as much again. Um, Whereas historically it was growing at ten percent. Okay, so so that's kind of five years in in one go. Five years in yeah. one go, and the figures from twenty one to twenty two are expected to be in the order of thirty percent. Okay, and so, so exponentially uh, that growth, that hockey stick, really took off in those COVID years, but had been taking off before then. Yeah, and so a number of industries <clears throat> really exploded during COVID. Um, and now as people exit their homes and get back to normal life, we're seeing them kind of step back a little bit. But you're saying the the growth here is only continuing. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. All the indications are that um, that the growth is continuing. Mm-hmm. Um, it will go back to probably a 10% year on year. That's yeah. what the forecasters are saying. People have got used to the e-commerce world now. Yeah. We all do it in our everyday lives. I'm sure everybody at home does it. You just think of something. And yeah. you buy it. Um, you can afford it, but you do. That's the world we go. We don't go to retail in the same way. We go to retail in a different way yeah. now. Um, so the, all the predictions are that um, 10% annual growth over between now and 25 is still still the forecast that the guys have got. Yeah, I, I don't want to throw too many numbers at the listener, but I think the interesting thing that we were looking at was that um, in the UK, the average household in 2020 ordered about 100 packages to their home mm. by 2025 that's expected to be 225 packages and that's that's an annual figure and that's not a, a daily figure but you're seeing kind of 2.3x growth in a five-year period mm. and that's households now on top of that we're talking specifically about urban delivery right and um the broader macro theme of, of what's happening the world over is just this this urbanification where I think in the 1970s and 1980s, maybe 30% of the world lived in cities. By 2050, that'll be 80% of the world. So we're all just, we're piling into cities and we're ordering more online. 
And so the underlying, the first cause that we're talking about is just the quantity of packages being delivered to people's homes is increasing at a stratospheric rate. Yeah, and I think the customer side of things is is a change as well. That's the yeah. piece that we talked about. And because, so that's, that's point number two. Yeah. Okay. And point number two is when Amazon first came to the UK, mm-hmm. it revolutionised things by saying you can have your package in two days. Yeah. Uh, subscribe to Prime, get it in two days. And that was two to five. That was twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen kind of thing. Uh, no, it goes back a little before then when there was mainly CDs and and books. Okay. Uh, they they when they became a, a full e retailer in uh, 2009-10, I think it would okay. be. Um, that's when they started to really take off. And next day then became the norm. Yeah. So next day was a competing norm. So everything came through, you ordered it, you get it next day. Yeah. Um, then you get to time slots and dives, etc. I think we've moved on in cities, particularly in cities. You mm-hmm. know, we know now that you can order most things, most things in a ten minute, a grocery ten minutes. Yeah. You know that that world of fast commerce is 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 here. Uh, it's still developing, but it's here. So if you think we've gone from two days down to 10 minutes in a matter of years, it's that customer expectation is there. I think the other thing is the technology that customers expect to know everything that's happening with their order. From a, from a tracing day. standpoint? Yeah. Okay. Not overly doing it, but, but nevertheless, we've become used to, thank you for your order. Mm-hmm. Orders picked, orders packed, orders dispatched. Here's where it is. Here's, Here's when it'll arrive. It yeah. And this is when it's going to arrive. Here's, it's going to arrive next day. It's going to arrive in this two-hour window. It's going to arrive in this next 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, the people are used to that. They're also used to knowing the safe delivery places. So a photograph of your parcel is not unusual yeah. uh, when the delivery is made. So that consistency of has driven the, I think it's driven e-commerce because people are not afraid to order online now because yeah. you know you're going to get it when. What about so um, what about customer input? You know, I think historically you, you ordered a package and then they kind of told you when it was going to arrive. I feel like these days there's more optionality around you yourself as a customer choosing when it arrives. Yeah, and all the networks are, are upon this. So you can choose that checkout yeah. next day, same day sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's specific a specific day, a slot, yeah. Exactly. So you can have everything consolidated in one go. Yeah. Um, so there is always a change, I think, in terms of what the customers are getting and choice at checkout. Okay, so we've we've said that the number of packages being delivered in cities is rising at an incredible rate. The speed, um, but also the way they're being delivered, is, is changing. And then the last factor that we like to touch on is that the cities themselves are changing. And, you know, you were talking about the effect that COVID had. This is another area where COVID had a huge effect, where um, cities are inherently focused on livability um, and less about being a labor market. And so um, what that looks like in practice is cities across the world are um, putting in congestion zones and adding cycling infrastructure and um, as much as possible removing through traffic and and other forms of traffic that are seen as, as unnecessary. Um, and so what that means for, for the logistics provider that's historically relied on a fulfillment center that's outside of town, that loads up its trucks in the morning, that does this hour trip into the city and then spends a whole day doing drop-offs and then goes back out to the, to, to the outskirts is that that system doesn't, doesn't work anymore. Um, you, you both have a, a vehicle that's being taxed to operate in the city. 
Um, and then it's also able to do fewer deliveries because it's, um, you know, fighting low traffic neighborhoods in Hackney, London, or it cannot enter Le Marais in Paris, or, you know, Barcelona super blocks are, are blocking it as well. Just cities across the world are, are prioritizing a, a different form of, of mobility. And that's not only going to be for them on the consumer, on the cycling side, that's also going to be on the logistics side. Um, and so those are the, the three big factors that, that Kevin and I see um, as the, the forces at play when you talk about this you know, evolving world of, of logistics. So when we project in that way, Nicholas, I think the pod episodes we've got coming up mm -hmm. tackle some of those. Okay. It's probably worth running through some of those in terms of detail. I'll, I'll kick off and, and you interject as always. As always. Okay. <laughs> um, so the, the, the first piece for me is in terms of as a disruptor, and this is a disruptor for everybody because cities are changing. Mm -hmm. So we've got, I think it's still a well-founded, efficient networks of, of delivery services. So if there wasn't, we wouldn't be doing 11 million packages every day. I know quite a few uh, delivery startups that would they would challenge yeah. that, but uh, but but that, I that's yeah. for for now that's fine. <laughs> but in terms of the episodes that we're going to look at, I think it's um, it's worth just going through those. So micro fulfillment, we touched on it earlier. Um, we it's worth an episode in it by itself. I call it micro fulfillment, micro hubs. This is how those big centres are diversifying into small centers in cities. Yeah, you know, I, I, I touched on it up front, but um, an MSC is a term that you and I throw around a lot, but it might be worth just spending 15 seconds right now explaining what exactly an MFC is. Yeah. So an MFC, in, in easy terms, is a small amount of stock holding in a small location close to the neighborhood where consumption is going to take place. So it, you take it as a, a supermarket... Um, and the best analogy I can give you is that if, when Eldy first came to the market, yeah. they have a limited amount of SKUs. They don't sell everything that Tesco sell. So an MFC is a smaller, again, supermarket mm -hmm. that you can't see and you can't go and buy, but you can buy online. So you can buy it. It's in your neighborhood. It can be picked and with you in 10 minutes. And so in that example, it, we're talking about groceries or food, but this also stretches to other other product categories right uh, the other categories are coming in high value mm -hmm. high usage small volume in terms of uh, volumetrics of the product mm -hmm. but it can be close to the consumption people are wanting it and this is the bread and butter of the delivery mates business model and so look uh, forward to, right. to hearing micro a bit probably more but we'll come on to that as well so micro is slightly different micro is a more of a cross stock facility to be able you know to we need we, we need to keep some of this content yeah. for, for the rest of episode so that's so episode two is micro fulfillment centers yeah i think then we can come on to i think the exciting part is delivery vehicles they're think, changing think, almost yeah. almost by the day electric vehicles um some of uh, the logistics are moving to electric vans uh, but that still creates congestion and it still won't be able to get around cities so when we, we do when we talk about uh, micro mobility we want to talk about light electric vehicles which i think for the listener and the viewer they they probably haven't even seen so we really want to get the manufacturers in and there are two or three that we can get in and talk in detail about how that's going to scale up and how it is scaling up yeah 
and the different flavors that it comes in. You know, is this a four wheeler with a, a two cubic meter box on the back, or is this a three wheeler with a, with a smaller box, yeah. or is it an you know an urban aero equivalent with a front loader and yeah. something you put kids inside? You know, it's it really comes in different sizes, and we're, we're kind of in the early stages of a lot of these vehicles, yeah. and so I think it'll be interesting to break down the the different ones and how they each operate yeah um legislation of course so we've got our governing bodies uh, introducing taxes everywhere emission zones and whatever yeah um but they're also responsible for you know the the laws in governing their boroughs so yeah. talking to people like transport for london be really good if we can get trans- someone yeah. from transport london to come along um or one of the councils, yeah. pieces like that. And there are some forward-thinking councils here that are really doing some groundbreaking stuff for the UK, but still well beyond Europe, I believe. Yeah, I, I live in Hackney, and I think you know, two weeks ago they just announced that 75% of the streets in Hackney are going to be um, closed off at least to, to through traffic, mm. to, to, to cars that are not residents. And so there are certain um, municipalities that are making big pushes in the space. Yeah. Urban infrastructure, you're saying that obviously councils are making the changes, yeah. but I think in terms of that, those road networks and being able to change, and is, you know, I think there's a question, how much is public funded, how much is privately funded, how is this going to take place? So yeah. Understanding how quickly the infrastructure will be catching up will be a, an episode in itself, I'm sure. Perfect. And then I suppose technology... Um, we talk about people's thirst for information, yeah. consuming it in different ways. Um, and when you say technology, do you mean software specifically? Uh, software and hardware. Okay. So hardware, I'm thinking in terms of telematics have been around a long time in, yeah. in larger vehicles. Yeah. Um, how do they come into light electric vehicles and how do we manage that yeah. fleet using the same knowledge that we've got from a commercial fleet over the years? Yeah, and you know that could be factor number four up front. Of you know we're we're, we're keeping it to, to these three factors that are that are changing urban delivery. But honestly, kind of software software evolution and our ability to handle large amounts of data in real time could be could be a factor number four. If you think about things like live routing, um, you know historically you would set out on a whole day for a whole day delivery. Now you can pick things up along the way. You can drop it off at another place. There's just there's a lot more flexibility built in there. Um, and at every step of the delivery chain, there's a there's a software kind of package that's doing something there. And so, you know, Zumo is heavily involved in that space in certain parts of it. Um, and then we'll have some guests in that, that touch on other parts of that. Great. Um, so lots to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> lots to talk about. That's why we said eight episodes. So, so really on the next episode, I think we will really get into the micro-fulfillment, micro-hub. We'll yeah. get guests from... Um, property world and mm. probably the fast yeah. uh, fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get those two guests in and we'll talk a lot more into, in detail about what's driving from their perspective. Um, I think it's a really good episode. I think there's a lot to be said. Um, so you'll have yeah. to keep explaining it. As, um, you, as you run through this list, it's, it's interesting because you know we set off on this podcast to talk about urban delivery. But ultimately, it's the, the factors and the influences are so wide-ranging that ultimately we're going to end up talking with, you know, legislative bodies around what's happening in cities yeah. or software providers around how they're building their codes. I mean, it's just, it's incredibly wide-ranging stuff. And maybe that's the problem. Maybe because <laughs> it's so wide-ranging, that's why we're not going as fast. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, but hopefully we can de uh, declutter some of this in this next six or eight weeks, um, and we can and we can talk about that in detail. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So on the next episode, we can talk about micro fulfillment, micro hubs. We can talk about all the differences between the two. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between the micro hub being a transfer point and the micro yeah, hub? Yeah, yeah, very excited to start covering that next week. Um, but let, let's keep some of that content for next week yeah, when right. we have our guests on. So um, I think we can wrap it up there. Um, if you've enjoyed this, make sure to subscribe. We'll leave all the details to our socials in the in the episode description. Um, if you have any comments or um, retorts, or if we said anything wrong, feel free to reach out. Um, I'm sure I'm sure we'll be doing lots of that. Um, and I think that's it. So thanks everyone, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>